Hey, how's it going today? Welcome back to TR Leads. My name is Terrence Richmond, and I am super excited to have you listen in today with us. Listen, check it out. I'm having a conversation today with Chris Boyko. He's a fitness professional, former strength and conditioning coach for the BC Lions. He's currently working with the Langley Mustangs as their track and field coach. One thing to listen for today is our conversation when we talk about importance of stability while maintaining agility. We've heard this concept of agility and pivoting become super popular in the midst of this COVID season, but this conversation focuses on the importance of having a solid foundation in the midst of pivots. Face it, if you have no foundation, you can pivot all you want, but you will not sustain stability. And that's what we're focusing in on today. Fun conversation, a lot of energy, and a lot of empowerment. Listen in, enjoy, and I'll see you soon. Yo, welcome to TR Leads. I'm here with none other than Coach Boyko. This is where we empower, equip, and activate. Man, I'm super happy to have you today. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Man, I just want to get to this fun icebreaker um, where I just, you just shoot back what the okay, one okay. out of the other. Coffee or tea? Coffee for sure. Nike or Adidas? Adidas. Home or road? Home every time. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Cardio or stretch? <laughs> That's a good one. They go together. Cardio. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Cake or pie? Pie. One ply or two ply? <laughs> two ply. <laughs> two ply. <laughs> Is anyone one ply? Man, you got some nasty people out there that's just like filling themselves. Do they three ply? They know. do have three ply. I'll, I'll three ply it. is almost <laughs> too thick. It's like too smooth. It's okay. like two is perfect. Two is perfect. All right, man. Let's, <laughs> man. You from what I've learned of you, I've only known you for a little bit. I guess I've known you for a while, but I've only mm -hmm. gotten a chance to build. Uh, relationship with you a couple times and hang out and so first of all thanks for even taking this opportunity out of your schedule um, it's been a crazy year um, yeah, very too. unexpected um, family's been hit hard everyone has had to pivot and adjust in this time yes. how has this last year been for you and yours I would say it's definitely been a year an educational year mm -hmm. that's good uh, a year of growth mm -hmm. in a sense that, you know, in order for growth to happen, yeah. it, you have to go through some, some struggles and yeah. some, maybe a little bit of pain. Yeah. So it's been challenging. It's yeah. definitely been challenging. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a time that has gone maybe even against a lot of my convictions actually yeah. you see mm. things happening and it's yeah. been and that's been an internal struggle mm -hmm. just sitting there watching things that are going going on in the world and it's like wow yeah yeah i'm not okay with this yeah and it's been a time of do i conform to the social norms yeah knowing full well that Conforming to the social norms is what got me in a lot of the trouble right. in the first place. Right, right. And led to a fall, not only in my, my personal life, mm -hmm. but in my marriage, mm -hmm. in my career. Mm -hmm. So when these things are going on in the world, I kind of have to take a step back yeah. and just look at the social norms and like, wait, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. what am I going to do now? Yeah. But it's been challenging for 
for everyone. It's been yeah. challenging for the family at home. Yeah. Um, it's been challenging for, you know, in, in the workplace at, uh, in my career. Mm -hmm. And overall, it's just, it's, it's been a time of, uh, I guess, it's been a time of growth. It's been a time of uh, transformation, I would say. Yeah. It's definitely been a time also of just like, as you kind of alluded to, um, a time of, uh, I would say, inspection, a time of checking that foundation. Yeah. Like this, this time has really exposed who people really are. Yes. It's exposed what's really inside of us. It's been a great purging time as well. Mm -hmm. Like you've, like you said, you've had to evaluate. Am I going to go back to some of my my crutches, some of my social norms? Am I going to deal with things the way I have and the way people are choosing to now, or am I going to push off the foundation, these truths, these convictions that I have? And that's where I think the growth has come from for, for me and for a lot of people that I know is those that have stuck to the new man, have stuck to, you know, I mean, it's, it's nothing to hide. We are, we're men of God and have stuck to faith. Yeah. And really, no matter how much you've had to cry, no matter how much you've had to argue with family, it's been tough. But I do see those that actually dug their heels into a firm foundation. Um, we're going to come out better, stronger. Uh, we're going to make the turn um, a little bit easier than some people who are just going to come and try and go back to normal. Yeah. Um, people are going to be actually, I think there's going to be some post trauma because people are going to expect to go back to normal and it's not, you know, business is yeah. going to try to start back up and they're going to be like, man, this is a, our business can't, is not for this time anymore. Yeah, it's like exactly. customers think different, you know? And so it's been a great time. You're a fitness, a fitness coach. You are yes. a healthy you are an uh, inspiration of health walking around. Like this wow. morning, I had an oatmeal muffin. You had oatmeal, just exactly. oatmeal, period, full stop. <laughs> That's it, yeah, dry. I right. didn't even put water in it. I ate it just right out of the bag. We got John the Baptist over here eating locusts and honey. Um, how did you first get started as a fitness professional? It, I would say, you know, that kind of goes back a long way, actually. Uh, when I was okay, check this out. When I was in grade four, five, and six, I was the type of kid who just enjoyed training, enjoyed running, enjoyed doing something to make my body better. And it it sounds crazy, but kids would be, you know, playing, you know, dodgeball at recess, and I don't know who influenced me. Someone must have told me. It might have been a coach. It might have been a teacher who told me that if I practice, if I run, and I do the things that you know, I'm supposed to do, yeah. I can actually improve and, and do well in the next cross-country meet or whatever. Yeah. So I was that kid who would, as soon as the bell rang at recess, I just began running laps. <laughs> He's running around the school the I whole I just time. ran around the school. <laughs> However many times until the bell wow, rang again, getting back in class and I'm sweaty, I just sit in there, just heart pounding. But I was always that kind of guy who wanted to know why, like why, mm -hmm. why do this? Why run? Why, why lift? Why yeah. do this? So yeah. I grew up as an athlete mm -hmm. and 
I was one of those athletes who not questioned the authority of my coach, but just wanted to know why. Yeah. So that, that I guess, curiosity just led me to learn more about curiosity, fitness, about um, training and development. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, the main, one of the main reasons why I started training was actually a negative one, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a in a home that was pretty violent. Yeah. Uh, my mom, we lived in a in a biker clubhouse okay. growing up. Okay. In Winnipeg, Manitoba. Okay. And my mom, after getting divorced from my dad, had guys in her life that were pretty abusive. Yeah. And there was drugs in our house and yeah. alcohol, wild parties. Yeah. Pretty much every night. Yeah. And they would abuse my mom. They would beat yeah. her up. Yeah. They would beat me up. They would beat my mm. brother up. So really, my motivation for training was to get better, to get stronger, to protect my mom, to yeah. be honest, to protect yeah. my brother, wow. to protect myself. Mm -hmm. So um, it's crazy how I believe, you know, God puts information into your hands, even at a young age, mm -hmm. even before you're with God, mm -hmm. he's shaping your life through yeah. what you're going through, the yeah. conflicts in life. Yeah. He helps you out in some way, shape, or form. I got my hands on Bruce Lee books, okay? Water. Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee training methods, okay? So I was hooked on training at a young age, and it all started with Bruce Lee, I'll tell you. Wow. I had every book. I studied every book. Um, you know what? I just wish I put that much effort into school as I did into <laughs> learning the methods Sound of like Bruce Lee. Sound like my Uncle Willie. So <laughs> the question is, how did I get involved in fitness training? And I think that it started, um, it was rooted in fear, actually. Mm -hmm. It was rooted in um, something negative. Yeah. I wanted to get good enough, strong enough, to know enough. Yeah. To, to be honest, Terrence, to take revenge yeah. on, on the men who, who hurt yeah. us. Yeah. And then I got hooked up in martial arts. Mm -hmm. And then my, my passion for martial arts yeah. began to grow. I, I began to uh, improve mm -hmm. in my skills. And you know, fortunately, those skills and those train, that training that I put in, that passion that I put into that, it's funny yeah. how you can put so much passion yeah. into, into evil things. Absolutely. And I would say that the first part of my life is that. Yeah. I poured into, in a passionate way, um, a, a, something that was a result of maybe even a, an evil outcome, yeah. revenge yeah. and hate and anger. That was my fuel. Yeah. So, that's kind of what started me in the fitness industry. Where did where did that fear take you? You find where did, where did that fear? So so you the fear drove you to protect, and rightfully so, yes. you need to protect yourself. But then mm -hmm. there was a passion for it. It wasn't just I want to go to the gym and get stronger. No, you also had this mix of where I would find there's this call on your life clearly mm. because I find even as a young age, there's this natural curiosity you have for what God has wired you to do. Mm -hmm. So you have this curiosity, then you have this passion, but then you also had in the same arena you were curious about, it was something that would benefit you to be protective, to protect your family, yes. protect yourself. 
and so this is how the enemy will probably come in. And this is why negativity and fear comes in and then perverts a gift. Mm-hmm. Where, when fear grabbed a hold of this passion you had, I don't think, because what I'm hearing is the passion for fitness didn't come out of the fear per se. Like you was into fitness. I liked it. Absolutely. I I liked it. You know, then the fear perverted it. You know what? You're right. And it snatched the motivation. Big time. And the ambition. So the fear really switched the motivation. That, that you said a word right there. Ambition. Yeah. That, that kind of sums up the, the first part of my life. Yeah. Without Christ and it had, the ambition has changed since I've decided to follow Christ. Yeah. I had an ambition to be to for me to be known, for yeah. me to be respected. Yeah. I had an ambition for me to be, you know, I guess for people to see me. Yeah. Because I never felt like I was seen in the yeah. environment that I grew yeah. up in. So I'm gonna make them see me. Yeah. And this is the tool that I'm gonna use to to yeah. make that happen. Yeah. So, you know, whether it was in sports winning, doing well, you know, I started to get that, that social significance from doing well in sports. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of highlights my, my love for it. And it created almost added fuel to that, that, that ambition that I had to be known myself. And in fact, that same ambition was probably the, the, I guess the same thing that ended my my old self yeah yeah because that passion took me to a place where i started doing things in selfish ways mm-hmm. like it might have started off with yeah okay i'm doing this for a noble reason mm-hmm. protecting my family but like you said <laughs> satan got in there yeah and perverted that that gift and that passion that i had and all of a sudden now i'm using it to elevate myself yeah to get notoriety and yeah i had those skills i had the knowledge I loved studying, yeah. you know, all of those things. I love studying. I loved applying. I love sharing it. I love teaching. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how God can use those same gifts Absolutely. That, that the enemy wanted to use yeah. for evil back in the day? Turn it for good. For so sure. now it's, it's switched. But I find that that ambition took me to a place where, hey, now I get uh, bigger jobs, yeah. bigger opportunities. Yeah. And then eventually uh, living a dream and being a professional strength and conditioning coach yeah and that just kind of elevated the distractions Mm -hmm. in my life of course the enemy loved that yeah that now i'm in this environment full of just lust yeah (laughs) and ultimately i grew up going yeah i want money because i don't feel like we've had it yeah i want to be known i want to be seen i don't feel like i've been respected I, i want I want to be famous. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. You know, every kid absolutely. grows up like you know, absolutely. wanting to, you know, with the money, the cars, and yeah. you know, especially when you when you, you know, get involved in football, you're yeah. like, you know, I want to go pro. Yeah, and everything that comes along with going pro, you have this this uh, I guess your own interpretation yeah. of what that is what that growing is. Yeah. up. Yeah, and you know what the crazy thing is, I got it. Yeah, and I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. That character wasn't built. You know, I didn't have the character to handle God's blessings right at that time. And it, I got exposed. Yeah. And 
everything came crashing down and yeah. uh, my marriage came crashing down yeah. all because of me. Yeah. Yeah. All because of the wrong ambition, the wrong motivation. Yeah. It could get dark very, very quick. Very but, dark. But, you know, the grace, of, the grace of God will allow us to experience some things that he will use to then still create platforms that will bring him glory. Mm. You know, yes. he used Paul's or Saul's ambition and made him Paul. Mm. And now Paul, that same ambition and motivation and passion that, that Paul was persecuting Christians, he used that to elevate Jesus. Yes. And so a lot of people get it twisted and think that, you know, their past, they, that's why we should never be ashamed of our past, mm. but we for sure should uh, leave our past and not let our past identify us, but God will leverage our past. Mm. He will leverage our past for his glory and he will exalt as long as we're willing to humble ourselves and yeah, bring him it. the glory. So you've had some experience with elite athletes, yes, uh, which, which could be dealing with a lot of ego, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of these beasts, but very insecure, right? Yes. They're, they're being glorified. They're dealing with some of the same stuff you dealt yep. with and to the world, we're glorifying them, we're making them idols, but then in their hearts, they're lonely, they're afraid, they're trying to be pro, they wanna be famous, they want that attention. Yeah. They're taking out their anger on other players, other coaches. Oh. How yeah. important is it for you to build relational capital in order to have accountability capital? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question yeah. because, so here I am, I enter, the world of professional coaching and i think that hey i i got myself here you know like <laughs> i got myself here yeah. by by my studying by my hard work and i got in there and i actually you know i had the wrong mentality i'll mm -hmm. tell you right yeah. off the beginning you know i got in there and i said you know to the guys all right listen up <laughs> this is how it's gonna be like yeah. you know like this mm -hmm. militant yeah um authoritarian type of coach right and what I found was and it took me a long time because I'm a slow learner to realize that those methods they don't work actually they don't work with people and they especially don't work with athletes yeah. and especially don't work in today's culture yeah. of of athletes yeah. and professional athletes yeah. okay yeah. they're like hey <laughs> You're not my dad, yeah. but you know, like, yeah. you, you can't tell me what to do yeah. in the way you're, and that's what it is, in the way you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So how does the relationships play a part in mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. to produce mm -hmm. an accountability? Let me tell you this. It wasn't until I started truly just reaching out and genuinely, genuinely wanting to know my athletes mm -hmm. to know them Man. to actually yeah know them yeah and talk to them to actually ask them questions mm -hmm. that aren't just sports related you yeah. know and a lot of that stuff happens on a on a therapy table when i do the the therapy with the yeah. athletes yeah you know guys open up and oddly enough those opportunities happen as a result of possible injury yeah so when a guy is injured they're kind you know, of they're a little bit more point. vulnerable, yeah. right? And they're a little yeah. bit more open, and now they're they're scared too. Scared too. Yeah. Their career is on the line, yeah. right? Everything that they've hoped and dreamed for is on the line. 
without this, these relationships, I could never obtain any kind of trust from an athlete. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just in life with anyone, yeah. really. Without trust, mm -hmm. you're not going to have, you're not going to advance, mm -hmm. really, as a team. Yeah. You're not going to um, reach your goals mm -hmm. as a family, as a community. Yeah. Um, and you see that a lot right now. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lack of trust, and people yeah. are just going their own way. No one's, you know, there's very few people on the same mm -hmm. page, on the same path for the same reasons. Yeah. So that those relationships that were developed yeah. happens as a result of me wanting to know the man in front of me. Yeah. Talking to him, engaging in in their life yeah. and just connecting on a deeper level than just the superficial level yeah. level. Yeah. And that and that's it's a common thing just to, you know, ask them to do something. Yeah. Here, do this on the board. You're going to do that. You're going to do this. Yeah. Lift this. Run this. Da, da, da. But wait a second. Yeah. It's like this. Telling your kids what to do, right? We, I get home at the end of the day. Did you do your homework? Did you yeah. do the dishes? Yeah. <clears throat> but not yet have I even asked them how they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, I'm just going to sound like that noisy gong. Yeah. Telling them what to do. And yeah. that's exactly what got revealed to me in coaching. Yeah. yeah. I'm just a noisy gong right now. Yeah. Just Barking out first orders. First Corinthians 13. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, where's the love and where's yeah. the care? Yeah. And until I started just caring about the guy, you know, the, the saying goes, uh, mm -hmm. they don't care how much you know until mm -hmm. they, they know, know how care. much yeah. you care. Yeah. Right? And really, that, that is true. Yeah. So once you develop that trust, yeah. now you can start with being accountable. But yeah. the accountability is not just them to me yeah i'm also accountable, accountable to, to them. them absolutely they're watching me and that's the thing that i i did learn yeah. is that athletes even before i was with christ even if i haven't connected with them on a personal level they're always watching they're me. watching man they're watching me they're watching they're like studying me analyzing yeah. Yeah. to see if i am authentic yeah is this a guy who says he's a man of god really acting and behaving like a man of God. Yeah. And those actions yeah. are actually those, that fruit yeah. is, I would say, you know, it, it's so visible. Yeah. Eventually these guys began to want to eat this fruit. Yeah. They, they, now they, now they trust you because yeah. you are authentic. Yeah. And let me tell you though, it take, it takes so much time. Yeah. Actually, you can't rush it. Not at all. And I had 13 seasons of, Trial and error and yeah. failure every year. It was yeah. like God showing me new. I feel like I've I repeated the same tests over and over <laughs> for probably 13 years. Right. God was allowing me to do it again. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then when those moments pop up again in those relational moments when a guy is not, you know, I guess complying yeah. to the to the program, I start to realize that it's not about compliance yeah it's yeah. not about that get that out of your head yeah. it's not about compliance it's yeah. about that relationship yeah that we develop yeah. so how can i connect yeah. now what will i do different yeah differently in this moment compared to last year yeah. and god gave me the grace to sign another contract and yeah. another contract but i believe that he was trying to teach me something absolutely something that i missed He's preparing you year. for something, man. <laughs> it took me 13 years to yeah. learn so much and yeah. probably the same thing, actually. 
He's preparing <laughs> you for something. And I, I think what people have to understand is that leadership is a full-time job. Mm. Because even when you're not leading people, you're spending time being led, right? Yes. Even if it's by the Holy Spirit, if it's by uh, your wife, if it's by lessons, if it's by children. You never turn off leadership because it's not about you lead when you're in front of people. Mm. You, you also, as a good leader, you have to always be being led. Yes. Always. always. And so you, even when you're watching movies, that if you're just a real born leader, you're you're learning things watching movies, how you watch your kids. Like you said, man, I, I did that with my kids. I come home, I'm tired. I just want stuff to be done. But then you you think like, man, the reason they respond in that way as well. It's like trying to get in the habit of first saying, hey, how you doing? And I, yeah, I don't want, I told you to have the trash out, but I don't want to know how you're doing right now because right now you're not doing what I asked you to. But if we're going to play the long game, and I think, yeah. I think so much we don't play the long game of life. We don't think about legacy. We don't think about building relationships that will last outside of the context I met you. Mm. It's always about getting the product out, about getting the job done. It's about winning the championship. And the heck with you as a person, what happens when you get injured? What happens when you get traded? What happens when you lose a loved one? There's there's no relationship there. And I think we have to we're in a culture where um, we have created a culture that do not know how to build relationships. Everything Mm. is text message. I'm sorry via text message. We don't know how to write letters. We don't know how to have face to face conversations. We don't know how to repent. We don't know how to care for one another in this society. So it's a very cold time in the world. And that relationship is vital in anything we go in anything even if you go to your neighborhood coffee shop you could build a relationship by getting to know the cashier's name and every time you go in call that person by their name while they're making your latte hey how's it going even that little three minute while you ordering what you're doing i always ask them how's your day going and and maybe they're busy and they're like oh i'm good that's fine but relationship goes beyond physical connection relationship is a very soulish spiritual connection and that's why sometimes you'll vibe with people like that and it's like man we got to get together again because i feel like i could talk to you over and over again what is one of the most significant lessons that you've learned training alongside not just athletes but just an elite mindset an elite mindset what 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 is one of the biggest takeaways that you've learned about that person that type yeah i think that you know one of the biggest lessons that i learned like so i was a kid uh you know when i growing up i wanted to be that professional athlete like that was my dream was to play cfl football right okay i wanted to be in that position um and so when i look now from this perspective at the guy in front of me Mm -hmm. and the elite athletes in front of me you know everyone views them as superheroes and like um i guess guys that are you know it's like this 
no one really, no one ever asks the lion how the lion is doing because they're perceived to be so <laughs> right. strong right. and so in control of everything, yeah. in control of their domain. And that's might be the perception yeah. with, with a professional athlete. Yeah. The biggest thing that I've learned is that they're not, they're, per, they're people first. Yeah. Athletes second. Yeah. They're men first. Yeah. And athletes second. Yeah. And when I grasp that, yeah. then, then results really began to happen. Mm -hmm. When you start looking at a person, not for their position or their title that they have or yeah. whatever, but that they're actually people and they, yeah. they're actually, you know, they're created in God's image as well. They yeah. may or may not even know that yet, yeah. but that's where that revelation merges with the mission yeah. that God gave us. Yeah. I, 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 one of the things, man, I think of that guy named Tom Brady. Yeah. I think of that level of man. See, a lot of people, what I've learned, a lot of people never want to get to the point of experiencing pain physically. Mm. And there's no way you can get the muscles, the health, even when you're eating a certain way. Like you're not just going to automatically go from being a meat eater, uh, cheese and all, all to, to, to plant based or, or vegan. Like you want to go there, but you're not exper you're not willing to go through some of the hunger pains yes. that may come. You're not willing to go through. Um, you don't want to stretch because you don't want to go through the feeling of getting loose. You don't want to lift. Cause you don't want to go through the experience of being vulnerable and realizing how weak you really are. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I don't want to run because I don't want to feel what it's like to try and run exhausted or, you know, shallow bright breathing. Yeah. Like, and what I learned about the elite athlete and not even elite, just athletes is just this willingness to put their body under. And mm -hmm. Paul even said that I put my body, I buffet my body, I put it under and the average person does not, they live most of their life trying to prevent pain, mm. mm -hmm. but they're praying for growth. Yeah. You can never prevent, you can never pray for growth and then at the same time try to prevent pain. No. It, 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 and there's levels of pain. I'm not saying you got to go through trauma. No. Every, not all pain is trauma, right? But when we think of pain, we think of trauma. Mm -hmm. So I want to stay away from that feeling. I want to stay away from that moment. And I go through the whole day never experiencing any type of challenge. And you become a lazy life. Yes. Not just physically lazy, a lazy thinker, lazy relationally, because you're not putting forth this effort. And what I learn about people like yourself, the beautiful part, I think, where God was able to restore your life, your relationships, and your purpose is because there was that kid at four years old that was like, I'm just going to run around this track because I'm curious, right? I'm curious of what it takes to be great. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Some people are not curious to be great or what it takes to be great. They just, it's, it's lazy to celebrate other people's greatness mm -hmm. and never strive to be the great you're supposed mm -hmm. to be. And so we're lazy. We're lazy beings, and it's easy to just pat others on the back, share other people's pages, watch other people's YouTube instead of getting out there, and we dream through others. Mm -hmm. And I find dreaming through others without living out your own dream, it is a passive way of living life in mm. purpose. And um, for my last question for you today is 
this idea of flexibility to prevent injury. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had a trainer say, man, I never, I never stretch. Like you stretching is overrated. And then I've tried that. I'm like, you going crazy. Like I need to stretch. Everyone needs to stretch. Um, and there's something about flexibility that at least gives you a higher opportunity to not, you know, get injured. Um, it makes you a little more mobile, agile. It, how does that translate? What, how does flexibility prevent injury, just in a nutshell? But I, what I really want to get to is how does that translate into applying that into everyday life? Mm -hmm. Especially in a like, pandemic, like so many people were stiff. Yeah. They don't like stretching. <laughs> that's, you know, that's a good question, and you can probably do a series on that question yeah. alone. Uh, <laughs> it's very complex. But yeah, stretching... Is, is probably one of those things that, you know, the crazy thing is, even the elite athletes, the majority, the majority, majority of them don't like to do the stretching part, the, the, we call it the movement preparation period, where the team gets together, yeah. and we do this, you know, 10 to 15 minute period of time of, of movement preparation, yeah. which involves stretching, mobility, um, you know, specific drills to prepare them yeah. to do their job. Yeah. A lot of guys don't like to do that. However, the difference is this. Okay. When you have, I guess, more flexibility, there's a difference between flexibility and mobility, and mm -hmm. you might want to, you can go deeper into that. Yeah. It's not just about being able to do the splits. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, how's that going to help you unless you're doing something yeah. that involves you know, a competition yeah. for doing the splits. Yeah. yeah. The range that you need is a, is a range that is something that you use daily mm -hmm. in, in your life, in your career. So functional range of motion. Mm -hmm. Do you have proper range of motion and the ability to, to use your joints to get the job done in whatever it might be mm -hmm. that you're doing? So could be your, your sport. It might be in life. Does it prevent injury? Yes, because now you have more usable range mm -hmm. the more mobile you are, mm -hmm. okay? And when you're talking about pivoting, when I think about pivoting, I think about the agility. Yeah. Like, you know, like a boxer slipping yeah. a punch. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, you, you have to pivot to, to make a move to counterattack. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about being agile is being agile also involves having a some stability there too mm -hmm. because you can't cut and move around with agility if there's no stability yeah so to talk about one thing flexibility mobility on its own it doesn't serve the maximum function without stability yeah so what is creating that firm foundation mm -hmm. and it might be the training that we're doing it might be the stretching that we're doing that forms the foundation mm -hmm. of flexibility and mobility and stability. Those are all important. And yes, mm -hmm. they protect you from injury because I mean, let's just face it. If your leg is getting tossed around over here mm -hmm. and your body's going that way, I mean, if you're more mobile, yeah. you're going to have less things happen, especially in the football field. Mm -hmm. But what I'm, what I'm want to get at is this. We talked about in the beginning, the ambition. Yeah. Okay. Now when, when you're a football player, your ultimate ambition is to one, probably win a championship. And we talked about that. Yeah. 
It's crazy how that ambition will govern all your choices. Hmm. You'll stretch. You'll do the mobility training. You'll lift weights and you'll put yourself through pain. You will go head to head and you will literally, intentionally damage your body yeah. for your ambition of winning a championship or winning an award. How does that apply in real life? What happens yeah. when your ambition changes towards possibly for me, instead of wanting to be famous and win a championship, my ambition changes to wanting to know Christ, like Paul says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If that changes, if your ambition changes, then that also will govern your choices. Yeah. Now, when things like the pandemic happen, how do you pivot? Well, one, you, you first, the first pivot is you run to God. Yeah. You reflect on his faithful promises. They're your armor and protection, as Psalm yeah. 91 says. Yeah. Then you run with your family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you reflect his love in your workplace, yeah. wherever you are in the community. Yeah. Now, how does that change everything? It changes everything because your ultimate goal now, your ultimate motivation is the hope that you have to yeah. see God's kingdom come right so here good. on earth. Yeah. So good. And I'm, I'm talking about salvation as something not that you have to wait for until after you die. I'm talking about yeah. the salvation in the present, right now. as Luke yeah. talks about. Yeah, yeah. Right salvation now. that is right now you can experience the kingdom of God yeah. like I did even before yeah. I believed. Yeah. God yeah. sent the people of God to me. Yeah. So how, how do you pivot? That's so good, man. How do you pivot? You, you run to God. Yeah. With your, <laughs> use yeah. all that ambition you said you said a couple a couple things and we'll close. You, yeah. you said something about man, I'm a, I'm that accountability. I mean, uh, agility and flexibility is really um, it's really nothing without stability. Mm -mm. And uh, that's a great takeaway today: is that agility and flexibility is nothing. Um, well, I would say it's not as useful as it could be without without exactly. stability because yeah. even if you're flying through the air there's still a level of stability you have in your core you to, kn to know how to fall yep right and, and so, then you're gonna land yeah and you're gonna land whether it's on your back but you know how to fall you know how to and that's the thing is you see a lot of people during this pandemic, man, they didn't, they were not prepared to fall. But no. the people that knew how to fall, man, they landed on their feet. If they didn't land on their feet, they landed on a side that they, they know how to roll. They know mm. how to roll with the punches. And so it's a beautiful one thing that you believe defines greatness in maybe three to five words. Oh, man. You know, I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget, you know. You, okay, anyone can be great, right? The yeah. quote. Yeah. But um, really, it's, it's your ability to serve. Ability to serve. Your ability to serve, okay? And that all kind of connects to your new ambition yeah. and the hope. Here's, here's what I'd say. Whatever you put your, whatever you hope for shapes what you live for. Mm -hmm. And if I'm hoping for the kingdom of God, yeah. then obviously 
Who's going to be great in the kingdom? And, and Jesus says, the ones that will serve, serve. are going to be yeah. the greatest. And that's, that's really my interpretation of, of greatness. That is so good. You, you guys heard that your ability and willingness to serve and whatever you hope for is what you'll live for. Um, you know, uh, shifting your ambitions will definitely shift what you're living for, your passions, your drive and whatever you are ambitions, ambitious for, you will be willing to to a, a, a sense die for, you know, yes. like those football players, those ba- that are putting their bodies through pain they're because sacrifice. they have an ambition to be famous, to be known. And so there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. It's just making sure your ambition um, is an ambition to bring God glory. And uh, man, mm. thank you for being a part of TR Leads today where we equip, activate, and um man empower people man and you are great you guys need to go follow coach boyko and uh, he's a father he is a husband he's a coach he is a mighty man of god and uh and i will say a friend now yes a friend now and uh man we hope to see you soon get your love fixed stay tuned for more peace Wow, wasn't that a great conversation? Listen, let us know a little bit of how that encouraged you, how that challenged you, and we just thank you so much for listening in. While you're at it, give a special thanks to Chris Boyko and go follow him over at Coach C. Boyko. Coach C. Boyko. And please continue to follow us, share with your friends at TR Leads on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You know what it is. Get your love fixed, man.